Are you wearing a robe? Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And... Hey, I'm John. <laughs> We're joined by John, a.k.a. Approaching Human. Yeah. We're going to skip. How is our week? We're skipping honorable mentions, unless we get into mm. them later. We're going straight into an icebreaker. A bit Ooh. of a hypothetical cooking question, if you will, <laughs> for you fellows, okay? I get so scared sometimes when I know that Steven's on all the organizing and he was like, maybe you shouldn't read the outline for this. <laughs> maybe you should just let it surprise you. Dude, I, I, it was one of those things, I had a shower thought yesterday and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure if I should put this on a recording. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We're starting with the easy version. So, all right. you're sitting in a dark room alone. In the universe, you're just floating in a room, you come from unconsciousness into a dark room, you're starving, withering away. Now, there's no food, can't find anything, but at some point, at the peak of your hungriness, a little trap door slides open. What do you think comes out? A baby. <laughs> that is correct. A little tiny baby. We're related. It's a little, t- um, little tiny baby. So yeah, now, okay, continue. Would you eat that baby? <laughs> I was going to say a sandwich. <laughs> this is a so classic better now. question. <laughs> Would I eat that baby? I I don't think so. You're going to starve. How many days has it been? You don't know. You just woke up and you're very hungry. You have no idea if that door will close. The baby doesn't come out. You'll never get to eat again. You have no idea. No context. I can't, I can't like grab the baby and save it for later. <laughs> save its um, life, you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, life? okay, so, so let's say the, the door opens, the baby comes in, and then I, I grab the baby, and then I don't eat it right away. Obviously, I'm not a monster. I mean, if you want to do that, sure. But but you know that doesn't a few end. Days the hypothetical. go by, and I'm I'm on you know about to die. Then who knows? Probably well, not. But I'm asking you to know that is the goal. of the hypothetical is to find out what you would do in this situation. So day, you've you've nursed this baby. <laughs> you've yeah, now, now, it. yeah. Now I've gotten attached <laughs> to, to it. Wilson. Now <laughs> yeah, I've, I've named the baby. <laughs> Times passed. You've grown attached. You're getting hungrier. Now what? I probably don't eat the baby still. What are you going to do? I mean, if you die, you the baby will die too, right? I mean, maybe. I mean, are, are you going to like prepare yourself so the baby could eat you? I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever been hungry enough to prepare eat a baby. You. Wait, wait. Can we talk about what preparing yourself <laughs> Maybe you gum up your arm. Chew up your baby bird, your arm to your baby. You prepare all your soft parts to make them as malleable as possible for this baby. I mean, you You tell me. You know what? Fuck this question. I want to ask. I want to ask a different question. How how long do you think you could survive living on eating yourself? We can do that, but we have like you cut off like your foot or something, (laughs) and then like. Or your your toes first, maybe, and then like you 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 know cauterize the wounds and you. Are you know, we whatever? Sometimes what's what's you know you you break sepsis from the okay we we preserve infection 
out of the equation. Yeah. Okay, we can do this, but we do have to get to the bottom of this baby question because it is going <laughs> to agree. build from here, okay? <laughs> this is the I, ground floor. John, oh, how long could you survive eating off yourself? Coming in Wait, hot today. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I pretty much like... Bro, if I like when I have a fever, I, I feel like oh, I could just die right now. You know, like I, I my will to live when I don't feel great is not is not that high. That, that was the magic word, the magic words. Because my mm-hmm. answer to the decision to eat the baby or not is that my answer is regardless of the baby. Because I don't give a fuck about a baby's consciousness. Hmm. I think you should be able to abort a child up to like two years old. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's twenty-seven that, that years. No old. longer becomes abort, <laughs> sir. Just because they have consciousness, the the level of it is so small. I don't give a shit. We should be able. I'm going at least to a year, no problem. So, oh, wow. My my decision to eat the baby is not dependent on the baby's soul or consciousness or whatever. It's going to be solely based off my current will to live <laughs> which is like just depends on the the moment depends on the day steven <laughs> so if you had the baby for a full 24 hours how long how long until your will to live changes See, i mean what's the what's the hungriest you've ever been steven <laughs> i've the gone hungriest you have ever been in your entire life i've gone at least two to three days without eating and i've definitely got months at a time eating like half a meal a day it's pretty hungry it's pretty hungry i don't know if i could continue to i don't know if i could eat myself from the toes up for an extended amount of time or something though that's like i don't know maybe i could i I think i would have it'd be easy for easier for me to eat myself than to eat someone else though that's the way i see it it would be easier for me to make that call disagree and here's the other thing there is a difference (laughs) there there is a difference where if it's a an adult we're talking about and not a baby with their fully formed opinions and feelings and whatever it's a different question yeah it is a different it's a very different question because these are silly right and they're dark but they are real questions on how much you a value life, how much b you value other people's lives, mm-hmm. uh, and like c how much you value consciousness at different levels or progressions of life. Yeah. So, John, why would it be easier for you to eat someone else than yourself? Oh, simply because I don't. I I'm too much of a pussy. I would be like in pain trying to cut off my toes. Is that self-preservation or is it? Uh, psychopathy like you don't value the other person or you're too afraid to like hurt yourself i'm just saying it would be i was thinking like it would be physically easier to eat somebody else okay we'll put in the full true very uh, true and i I think i could do that before i would do that to myself i don't think i could do either like honestly maybe i don't know hunger turns everybody into an animal and the thing about like this scenario is that you are literally like there's nobody else around or nobody knows if you eat this baby or not necessarily. So it's like nobody's watching you. You're not, you know, there's no like implications of that. And, and you well, naturally- who put the baby there? Some the universe. fucking psycho. So like, the universe. The, the- it, and your <laughs> presumption would be that it, you don't know how much time has passed. You're at the point of starvation. 
you would likely feel if you do not eat this. It may be unlikely you live anyway, but you know for sure if you don't eat the baby, you will die. Or yeah. very likely to. I gotta say, I can't imagine that the first thing that comes to my mind upon being waking up in a in a a, a room in the ether mm-hmm. and you know, hungry out of my mind, more hungry than I've ever been, and presented with a baby. The first three thoughts, at least, are not going to be, I got to eat this fucking baby. I think when you're hungry enough, everything starts looking like Yeah, I would feel that way. That would be one. That would be like literally the first thought. It it was the first thought when I brought it up. Ricky went to it right away, too. John went to it quicker. (laughs) He pulled the trigger quicker. But Ricky, you... No, Your my smile in- was immediate. You knew what the question was going to be. <laughs> the question was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Your brain knows it's it's calories. How fussy is this goddamn baby? That's a really yeah, that's a, okay. Yeah, that is a new new uh, thing to the question. Is to say a crying baby that I cannot make stop crying because that's a, that's up. There the are baby. parents of of said children who have fantasies about killing their babies and that's normal shaken baby syndrome locked in the car what's the locked in the car syndrome one called the forgetful it's like you you know there's a syndrome for being a dumbass now there's there's shaken baby syndrome where you either accidentally or intentionally there may be intention in the in the description i forget but that you shake the baby out of frustration yeah and Mm -hmm. then there is another syndrome where like all these kids die in locked cars, and it's often the case where the parent is like to the point of such stress that they easily forget it and subconsciously lock the baby in a car. And there's a syndrome for that too, because mm. it happens multiple times a year, every summer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I forget shit in my car all the time. I can't imagine. Like, that's actually you, one of the biggest fears. If I was like, if I were to have oh, a kid, yeah, I hate like, it. I hate it when that happens. You get, you get home. <laughs> You get out of your car, you go in your house, you get nice and comfortable, kick your shoes off, maybe take off your work clothes or whatever, and realize, fuck, I left my phone in my car. Where's yeah, my baby? Bro, I got to put like a pants back on to go outside to get my fucking phone. Typically, the biggest thing that is an indicator is when the parents have a change of schedule where, like, uh, let's say the dad has been taking care of the baby at night for weeks, and he finally gets a couple days off of work, and he th- they had plans for the mom to take the baby to daycare in the morning, but mm-hmm. instead they switched plans because she had a meeting, and the oh. dad forgot he was supposed to do that and went to the gym. He like knew he was supposed to take the baby to daycare, yeah. but like forgot because of the schedule change and because of stress, and they both think the other one is supposed to be taking the kid somewhere. That's typically right. yeah. where it happens. So, oh, fuck. Eating the baby. <laughs> I mean, if it was in a car first, at least it would be warmed up. But <laughs> basically, I think it comes down to how we value consciousness and our will to live. Those are the yeah. two biggest factors. How much you value an infant, a small child's consciousness, and how much... You value your, your own and have a will to continue being conscious. Yeah. So, Ricky, we talked about it a couple episodes back, and I had mentioned my biggest <clears throat> my biggest connection with John 
and something I, I rarely feel, like rarely, rarely feel with other people, is I feel like we both have a very Machiavellian nature. Mm-hmm. That we both relentlessly pursue the things we desire. And I, I don't see that in other people. So with myself, if I didn't value uh, a baby's consciousness level, and I do have the will to live, my Machiavellian nature is going to be that I'm going to do anything I can to live if that's what I'm choosing. Yeah. Yeah. I if can I, see if that, I start obviously. Even, if I I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one out in the podcast talking about, uh, I don't think I could or I don't think I would. I mean, even if I'm picking, I've never been hungry enough to where like that would be even an option kind of thing, right? Like I've never been hungry enough to where like I could even think about, I'm going to start eating other people. Like I've seen, I've seen it in, you know, movies and shit, right? But like, or, you know, you hear stories and it's like, obviously this is the way this, that this happened. And it's not that person's fault for doing it because sure. they're preserving themselves and that's just animal nature. Yeah. But I can't picture that in myself. And, and it, like I said, it is a different question. It being a baby rather than it being a completely grown different. adult, completely and different I can't, set of morals. And I can't completely, I can't truly tell you why other than like, they, they haven't deserved this, but it's not saying that the other person has, it's like, they've had a chance at life. I don't know. I can't, I can't even tell you that that's what it is. I don't know. The two things, the, the older person has done more to establish their value, but they also, because of the length of their consciousness have done more things that we could use to, to negate them deserving consciousness compared to the innocence of a child because the child has not had the length of consciousness to be anything but innocent but yeah. because of the length being so short they also have less value of their consciousness we we decide as like society to give them more value because of their innocence but depending on how young they were if they were like one i would say why we choose to value them as a society more realistically their level of consciousness has been much less and in a, a lone room in the universe when it comes down to living or dying we should in fact eat the baby um there's another thing that <clears throat> excuse me there's another thing that people may look at as potential of life left so like somebody sure. established if they have like half the amount of life left that a baby might so some people may look at this as like potential Rather yeah. than just like saying a baby is innocence, like they have a whole life ahead of them and I have half a life ahead of me. I think that's, m that's more the way that I'm looking at it in. So if we take that version, that's kind of like subtractive mediums in art opposed to an additive medium. If we take that argument mm -hmm. into something like a, an abortion debate, we couldn't say, or like people that are, uh, pro-life would be like the the moment the egg and sperm uh, touch that is the start of life that is the zygote and the zygote because of its potential for life is the same thing as the baby and that's why we shouldn't abort them regardless of what age how many weeks old it is we should never do abortion because 
it is the equivalent of life because of its potential. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that the materials of something, the potential of what something could be, is not the same as what it is. The materials to build a building are not the same as the building. The caterpillar is not the same as the butterfly. Me putting a gun to someone's head is not the same as me pulling the trigger. Those are all separate states of being. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would also like to say, you know, I think we've, this is another reoccurring theme. You do like to speak in, in it's in black or whites kind of thing of like, it's if you believe this, then this is the argument that's used for this. And this is why that's wrong rather than I can still be, um, pro-choice and also still feel that way about the baby that enters the room in the void. Sure. Yeah. There, I mean, I feel like I can imagine it, whatever, but it kind of comes down to the, what choice is made and where, where I wanted to push, I guess with this a bit is I, I see a lot of myself in like the pursuit of things in John. And I'm wondering why John is that has that similarity with me. Like where I see Ricky as like an overall more like rounded hard worker, like more patience and like willing to like do what he has to do to get what he wants. And then I see like me and John as more like if it's something we actually really want opposed to like things we don't value, we'll put like everything into it and like f decide to like not give a fuck about other things. There's definitely like mm. good and bad with that, with each approach. Um, sounds more like a, a laser focus on certain um, aspirations. Do you think that's... As a, like a generality, do you do you think that's kind I think, of true for yourself? No, I think for you two, I think it, you, you the way you described it, it's like a, almost like a tunnel vision of like I want this and I want to go for this, rather than where the way as you described me is like if 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 that feels accurate and it's like I want this and I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know Ricky's work ethic that much or how to compare it but it's I'll my entire life <laughs> he's, he's just like always constant like grinding it's okay. all i know how to do <laughs> so i'm how is that different than from what we're doing because for him it's more even like i i think i've seen him like do like even years at a time of like crazy crazy hours but in mm -hmm. general especially like the last X amount of years, he, he has like a good rhythm and pace mm -hmm. and he cares about things, I think, outside of it. Where gotcha. I think with us, we put like a quicker pace, but we're very like single-mindedly trying to obtain or pursue something. Okay. And like we'll fuck over relationships or like, burn certain bridges or not care about some things that maybe we should mm -hmm. because we want what we want. Yeah. I think, um, how I view it is like, can I set up myself in a way that I'm happy enough to live with to pursue what I need to do? And I always think of it as like in terms of energy, like, can I put less energy in these following six, seven, eight areas mm -hmm. to add more to what I'm doing? 
And can I live in those conditions? So I can live in those scenarios and I can, you know, I can handle like not being able to afford much and just like setting up like my landlord, for example, um, I don't have to pay rent right now. And I've finagled that way. And I've always like relied on this scrappy skill set to just like get by with what I can. And I'm okay with nothing like fancy. I'm okay with like, like, um, your room is amazing, Ricky, from where you're producing. But <laughs> like, like Ricky that to me would be something nice that's things. like bottom of my list to even like pursue. Um, you know, I'd rather like read a book or like really get into my work and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of how I spend my time is like engineering my life for max efficiency. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, do you do you think in those terms or how do you think when you're moving through it? For me... I, I think a key thing that Steven had kind of and, and here here's another thing is I have to point point out from my perspective that I have the career path already that I really enjoy and I'm happy with. Cool. True. Um, that's so that's a, a huge factor. point of where I'm at. Right. So I get to do a job that of course it still has its ups and downs. Anyone who says do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, that's horse shit. Yeah. And you think you work shit. harder because you enjoy it and you care about it and you put your your heart and your fucking soul into it. But I'm with you on that. With for me, like I can get by on less for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to. Yeah. And I would rather, you know, It's like I work a lot, so I should spend the money that I make on the things that I want to have on a regular basis. And Mm -hmm. that means building out a fucking cool-ass podcast studio that only, you know, a couple people are ever going to see. Then, you know, yeah, that's that's the kind of shit I do. But, like, that's that's part of it for me of, like, I want things and there are certain things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. But those things are, like... It's not so much a, a driven focus to like, I need to do this. I need to like, I, but I think a big part of that is also that I have the, what I do for money is the thing that I would want to do. The only other things that I can think of if I, if I wasn't doing this, mm-hmm. what I would want to do, uh, one zookeeper was one that I'd always thought was cool. Nice. Or I can totally see it. Yeah. I think that would be fun. Um, until you I, shovel shit for a, Five thousand days in a row. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I, I've been been trying to like make friends with the zookeepers at work and like Ooh, let me yeah. let me like what's the worst part you of your job? How long for, did you go to uh, school for it? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, they they definitely told me like if you schmooze some of the, the zookeepers and like be you know, be friendly with them, you might get some behind the scenes, you know, action Ball with in. like go hang out with the penguins or like go feed the tortoises or pet the fucking giraffes or some shit. Hell Sometimes yeah. you got to blow a zookeeper. You got to do it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If I'm going to get the chance to like, you know, fuck around and hang out with some penguins. Dude, I, I, I don't know about penguins, but I think I would be willing to blow a zookeeper for certain zoo privileges. <laughs> If I could hang out with the tiger, we we that's a hard decision, man. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. It's definitely let, a hard let one. me let me boop the tiger's nose. You know? <laughs> one blowjob, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to point out. I think you. I think you touched on it, Ricky. In a lot of ways, you already have your purpose, and I think me and John are still like pursuing it. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. like. Not that like yours is complete, but you know, but you you I, yeah, are I'm a, I'm, in the I'm, lane. Yeah, I'm more comfortable on that because I'm not 
Like I know if anything were to happen with this job, I could get another one that I might not like as much, but it's still going to be within the field of what I want to do. Right. And I can be, I can be choosy about jobs. I don't just have to take the first one that I comes along. I can be really picky and do still do the things that I want to do. Cause, cause your purpose is more your craft. And I, at least with myself, I see it as the things I made. And I'm, I'm wondering if, John, you feel that way? And then I'm also wondering, at least for myself, a lot of it comes from like, it's not, it's not the same thing as anxiety, but it, it is like an internal pressure. Like I feel a relentless pursuit of something because there's like a fear of not achieving what I want. Like if I if I don't do this, this was all a waste of time. Like I have to do this. And I'm wondering mm. if you you being a similar way if you feel that like same form of drive. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think well, I think if um there's two there's two paths. Let's say I do attain like some standard of not having to worry about my career or money or anything and I'm doing what I love and I'm kind of in a flow state and the I guess the question would be like would I be comfortable in that domain meaning like maybe Ricky is very happy and in that domain he's great and then other areas of the life started opening up where you may feel that area where you want to pursue different things like fucking Zuckerberg and jujitsu now, which is yeah. insane if you've seen that. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, once you've created Facebook and done all these things and, you know, like you're looking around at what else you want to conquer, would all you have adjacent goals? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, would I go into a submarine that my employee, yeah. like, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> those types of things. Like, I, I'm not sure how frivolous my pursuits would be if I, if I chase, if, if I, I, and I'm not sure if I would get to that goal and be like more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it would be, would I be more extreme or would I pump the brakes and hang out with my family more? You know, like what, how would I, would I normalize or would I be more extreme? I'm not sure. Why? Because I don't necessarily know what that feels like. Why are like. you willing to work the crazy hours and like spend all these years pursuing your business and other things? Like what, what is really pushing you then? Your music. Yeah, I mean, I think when we touched on this last time, it was basically like, for whatever reason, and I'm not sure what the motivations are behind it, but it just feels like there's no choice. Like, See, other than when you, get, when you get infected by something, like an idea has you. You don't really have an idea. That's the way I think of it. Like, ideas consume you. And yeah, I've been consumed by these realities I want to create. And I'm wondering if, let's say, like with um, the nonprofit I'm building and we are building kick-ass open source software and it's really humming along, would I feel like I need to be CEO for another 10 years or would I work on handing that off to somebody else and pursue music? Mm. And maybe after I create my first studio album with some revered people that I love to work with and good friends after that album and let's say it does well or it doesn't do well, would I would just be happy that I created it and would I move on to scuba diving? I don't know. You know what well, I mean? It is interesting. We just, um, while we were in Puerto Rico, we start, we finished the concept art for your album cover. Hell yeah. 
which I'm very excited about. Me too. How do you think you'll feel after you finish? Because that will be your first. Mm-hmm. I mean, is studio album only when you have a record deal? Like this would be your first album. Yeah, it'd be my first album. I think when I was just trying to paint the picture, it would be like, yeah, yeah. like imagine I work with like LCD sound system and like, yeah. you know, Damon Albarn and I have all of these stars <laughs> in a studio with me. And that like that could, that could be an amazing dream that I've thought about. Like who would be in that room with me if I was creating something that people would really love? In uh, Trent Reznor's Infinite Noise Samples. Dude. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like something like that. Right. And I built something monumentally creative and it's like everything that I've got. Maybe it took five albums to get there. And that that's the pinnacle. And I, I loved it so much. And. I'll go on a farewell tour or whatever and then, you know, live in a freaking cottage in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I, I think a lot of that changes with life experience and then sort of what your values are. I, I don't see that changing. Like, I think that I'll sort of be like you and be like in, in intense pursuit. But I still don't know what it, it's like to be at least satisfied with one of my goals. I don't know if I will reach a satisfaction. It doesn't seem like it That's- based on how I'm built. That's how I... But I can't say for sure. I I felt proud of things I've made, especially things that were more prolonged projects, but I've never finished anything and felt satisfied, ever. Yeah, usually like an artist, isn't that the thing, like an artist um, starts his next piece because he's dissatisfied with the last... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm curious where your like hunger and drive for like... It'll be really interesting right after you put that album this current album out how you mm-hmm. feel yeah well, feel i already really have good. ideas for the next album to answer your question <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like i already know where that next one is going i have uh, like how this will turn into three parts so yep uh, it's sort of a trilogy of album sorts and i already have the names for the next album so yeah um but it's hard to know without actually being there that's yeah. that's what i'm thinking like if I'm in Ricky's position, you know, maybe I would invest more time or build a, buy my own house and start, you know, finding that I love building and remodeling and stuff. And would I spend time doing that um, and we get really into it? I don't know. I mean, that definitely worked for me. I, <laughs> I think part of that, too, is like I part of my job is like I can't travel so, so mm-hmm. you know, super far especially during like when the weather's nice in the summertime that means i'm working right so a lot of that what that means for me is like well what do i want to do well i've had mm-hmm. you know ideas and thoughts since i was young since i was really young of like what i want my home space to look like what i what i would like to have and of course that's changed and adapted over the years and i'm you know been humbled by like okay that's not possible or that's not affordable i'm never gonna make that kind of money but wait hold on uh, hold on steven have you ever had this thought no because i've I've never had this thought i mean i have like only as Mm -hmm. like an artistic thing like i okay i've talked about like the gold swimming pools with black water or whatever but i like yeah and it's interesting because i need like as an artist in, in general and like as a friend like i need people like ricky who have more of my art in their house than I do in mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's like Very true. A, there's a, a symbiosis because I I care more about making what I'm going to make next to even like paint the, my shitty walls a color I care about. But meanwhile, someone else who like has found their purpose in a different way because they're getting that fulfillment can like enjoy some of the fruits of what my purpose is. 
which totally. I, I think it's really interesting. Totally. Speaking and of, I, I need to get some of your newer pieces. I haven't gotten ooh. anything from you in over a year. Yeah, we so. need, I still have get your... on it. I mean, it's, it's so funny. I want to show you. It's so bad, but I still need to... We need to Her meet Christmas presents? It's oh, so fucking Jesus. funny, dude. You're going to laugh. Real quick, I want to go back to the dark room. This okay. is the... We're building. Oh, yeah. This conversation <laughs> started over eating a baby. Yeah, we're going to build. All right. So this is a different version. So we're going back to the dark room. This time, instead of a small little door, a big door opens. Let's say you escape. You're in the darkness. You're walking around. You're in the, what is it? The the under, the never, never, whatever. The ether? Yeah, sh- sure. You're in the <laughs> upside down. All of a sudden, some buster appears, and he's chasing you with a gun. Out of nowhere, out of the okay. darkness, some buster shows up and he's got a gun straight to your dome. You beat him down and you wrestle the gun away from him. He starts to run away. Comes out of nowhere, just like that. You take the gun. He starts running away. Now, you don't know what's going to happen. This is in another dark corner of the universe. He just may fade into the darkness. But for all you know, he could reappear at Mm -hmm. any time for a second attempt on your life. Yeah. Now, as he runs away, do you shoot him in the back? Yes. Yeah, that was my instinct too. It wasn't as resolute. But I think after all of that, I'd have a lot of adrenaline and then he runs away and I would be like kind of like a frightened caged animal that I think in that psychological state, I probably would. I, I agree. It's probably exactly where I, would, where I would be too, but I knew exactly where Steven's question was going to go. And I realized there's no way if in my rational thinking mind right now, as far as I know, he's coming back and he knows I've got a gun and he knows I can fight. Now, I really like how you guys answered because there's a lot of implications to this answer that contradicts our current legal system. All right. Example. What you two basically determined, right, is out of. Fear, animal, like adrenaline, whatever, that it doesn't matter when the person could or could not come back because the fact is they already tried to end your life. So the implications of that would be that breaking and entering, right? Yep. Burglar breaks in, you scare them off. In many states, it would be murder to shoot them in the back. And you. Right. You're not going to get away with it. Another example, there was a recent news story. I don't want to go into the specifics of the story, but the uh, one of the kids involved knew the person who shot at him and his mom, and there was like a gang relation. And he, the person was injured, had already been shot in the leg once, and he like hunted him down a block over. Mm. Or let's say you know the person, and you did just scare him away. But you know, they know where you live. You're in the same neighborhood. Right. What's going to stop them from coming back a week, a month later? As soon as they made that, based on your, your and my answer would be the same. But as mm-hmm. soon as you decide that you're going to shoot them in the back, that means you should be able to go to their house a year later and kill them. Mm-hmm. As soon as that person took an attempt on your life, that you should have the, the freedom to pursue without limits revenge and the the main thing is basically there's no temporal limit on revenge in self-defense 
So if you have to defend yourself from a threat against your life, it doesn't matter when you go back for that revenge, you should be allowed. That's the argument. I would say that my response would be different if I wasn't in an unknown place that's new to me and that's fair you know ethereal if you will if i was if it's in my house kind of thing and like because i've had the thoughts multiple times one of which was very real where i thought i was going to turn around a corner and have to shoot somebody uh but it ended up being a bat oh shit um but that <laughs> thoughts replayed in my head of like oh what would happen if i did turn around the corner and there's a person there suddenly and it depends on like, are they just there and they're busted and they decide, I didn't realize you were home. I'm going to leave now. I don't want to, you know, whatever instigate, like what's the thought there? Are they come at me and I, you know, we, we scrap and then they go. Yeah. Like, those what's all- what's going to come of that? Even still that being said, like, I don't think I would, if they're turning and going, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to pull the trigger. In that case, I wouldn't either because my house is the castle. I feel safe there. Like, whatever. Fuck them. Right. Yeah, that's your domain. But in theory, and it's different if they didn't violently attack you with, like, threat to your life. But I think we've talked about it before. I feel like there should be caveats for, like, honor culture style revenge laws. Like, if someone tries to kill me once... I think I should legally be allowed to kill them at a time of my choosing out of self-defense because they've proven they were willing to kill me. Mm. That's um, really interesting. I think the one thing that's um, not said here, I guess that would translate to real life is that there is a legal system. Now, granted, yeah, most people that have breaking and entering or whatever, it's hard to like catch them unless you have like a ring door or whatever but there's still that period between the trial where you may feel unsafe Mm. if it's a neighbor or something so yeah i mean it's it's rather complicated and self-defense laws are pretty bad like you could that person could be armed and threatening you but they're not pointing the gun directly at you like they could have it at the side but it's only (laughs) self-defense if they have it pointed at you which is like basically they're shooting at you you know what i mean so yeah the self-defense laws seem to be extremely unfair in most states yeah and um i could see even in that period that trial period if they're out on bail or whatever because once even like if your home gets violated like i had bed bugs once mm-hmm. and that fucking psychologically was torture oh yeah sure. you know Dude. if somebody Any- comes into your house that you don't know and let's say you have kids or like ricky i know you live with your mom and stuff but, like if that happened like it can the trauma that space for you yeah forever. the trauma the trauma involved in there can be pretty severe and somebody robbed you of that forever you know it's not if you move a move homes you still may in the middle of the night hear noise and it's always going to be, be a thought wherever you rest your head after yeah that, that somebody came into your sanctuary and disturbed the peace that i don't know so that i don't know how happened. one can live with that that actually happened to my parents. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't in Florida, like living there yet, but they were home asleep and they got a phone call 
Uh, no, it was a knock at the door. Sorry. They got a knock at the door mm-hmm. from the sheriff's department. And they came and they said, hey, we okay. got a 911 call from this this house. Whoa. And they were like, no, no, it wasn't us. And they were like, okay, well, you know, that's weird. But, you know, all right, sure. Like, everything's mm-hmm. cool here. I guess they talked for a minute and then they left. Okay. My parents were like, something's up with that. So they kind of, you know, they're up now at this point. So they're walking around the house and they notice one of the phones is off the the hook and they thought maybe the cat knocked it over. Mm-hmm. Um, they really didn't think anything of it. They were like, that's weird. That's kind of wild. He got 911. But they realized they kind of smelled cigarette smoke. Oh. And then that's I forget crazy. the full order of operations but or how, how it happened. But like my, my mom had went into um, – one of the bathrooms on the further side of the house mm-hmm. and she saw blood on the countertop and they Yo. realized someone's been in here. Fuck. Yeah. So they, you know, they're like looking around and they're, I guess, I don't know if they called the, the sheriff then or what, but uh, my mom opened the bathroom closet and motherfuckers in there. What? He's just in there and she slams the door really close, really quick and they're holding it shut. And he's in there like, I'm not coming out till the police show up. Like, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. Like, you know, they go, my mom's yelling, like, go get the gun, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm not coming out till the police get here. Um, he did and have, like, in his pockets, like, my dad's van keys and shit. Like, Whoa. some, like, some other, some, some stuff that he just passed on the way in. His story was that he got in a fight. He got, like, jumped by a bunch of dudes at the bar down the street and walked to our house through the woods, which doesn't make sense because it's like a you know, uh, a two and a half acres of like swampland. There's no fucking way that he <laughs> got through there. Florida so like things. we don't know, we don't know what actually happened. But dude was like all fucked up already. He was um, depends on how hard he was spun out. That sounds like some upper shit. Like yeah, like yeah. he had definitely got fucked up by somebody. So he, um, but because of that, like for years later. You know, my mom has told me about, like, she couldn't just stand in her bathroom by herself without That's thinking terrible. there is somebody else in the house. And eventually it took her, like, going in there and, like, facing it and doing it and standing in here like, I am by, I'm alone. Mm-hmm. There's no one else here right now. This is my house. Yeah. Like, multiple times, the, like, before that was uh, an overcome thing. Like, yeah, that sticks with you for a fucking long time. Yeah. That being said, to say also, like, there's also the thing where it's like people change and people make like fucked up decisions for whatever reason for a part of their life that they're in. And then, like, years later, like, someone, someone pulls up on you for something that you did when you were making bad decisions 10 years ago or something. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Where, like, well, I think there could be an argument if we want to get super metaphysical. Let's say someone uh, uh, makes an attempt on my life, and I fully pl- the the law we're in uh, bizarro land laws where I have the legal right because this person has proved that they their existence is a threat to my life. I could retaliate at any given point, but things mm. just keep coming up. I'm just a busy yeah. things keep <laughs> yeah, popping yeah. up. <laughs> In years we'll keep past, robbing my house. You don't, <laughs> you don't see him now. around. No, he he, he skips town for a while. He comes back at some point. You see him at the Denny's. Yeah, I I don't hear from him for for ten years. Even though it, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm for sure gonna finally 
get rid of this threat in my life. And when I show up at the Denny's, <laughs> I see him. I think Why does your it sound argument. Like palaces and pandas right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think your argument, Ricky, could be that this is not the same person as it was ten years ago, right? And that there could be an argument because it's not the same person. That person is no longer a threat to my life. I right. think there could be an argument. And of course, there. it's not a guarantee that they're not still a threat right. to my life. But the chances are of that of like, are they still concerned with gunning after you after this time? That's a person, a person. I don't know if we could. Yeah, exactly. That, it's hard that's to know that. hard to get into. So then, it, then it's like, do you make an overwhelming swath of like, this is a law now and you can go uh, get your revenge 10 years later? I think you should be able to, even if it's like morally wrong, because that that person already committed, uh, what do you call it? The sin, the crime or whatever. They've already mm-hmm. weighed in. They made their on, bed. On, yeah, they've already weighed in on the karma scale. And even if they have changed and it would be like bad and sad or whatever, I still would have, in my mind, proper, even if I'm saying I probably wouldn't do it or most of the time, mm-hmm. but even if they had changed, I still think you have the moral justification to defend yourself, even if they have changed even if i disagree even if it. you walk up on them when they're eating their grand slam and you just fucking put a bullet in their head <laughs> i think that's fair game that's a walk off home run right there <laughs> <laughs> i really think there should be like a push for like better self-defense some sort of like honor culture Revenge laws and like dueling laws. Honor culture. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to. I want to duel samurai swords. Fight some motherfucker in a fist. That, to the that like you might Florida be able might to do it. Yeah. There's a couple if, states. If you break it down to you can you can like call upon duels mm-hmm. again. That's where you're roping me in. There's. I think there's two states that do, and it has to be non-lethal. There was actually. And I think most, I think there's like two states that still have it on the books, but they haven't honored a duel in like 50 years. But there was a cus- a divorced battle between a husband and a wife. And it, this is like from memory, I could be very off, but the state it was in still had dueling laws. Nice. And that hadn't been honored in like 50 years. So the husband his legal argument to the court was that he refused to engage in any of the uh, litigation on the divorce until she dueled him to the death. <laughs> and he like was sending her like different like swords in the mail. To, like, Jesus. is this the right one you want to duel me with? Like it was like, so his, he was Damn. forcing his lawyer to draft all these like basically threats, but like dueling requests to the wife. <laughs> Oh my lord! Fucking wild. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what you guys should do. Like when you go on a tour, it can be like we're visiting the dueling states. You can (laughs) non-lethally duel each other. We can take bets of that. Like, dude, that would be awesome. Like, court ordered. Court ordered. If you want revenge, you have to go train under a samurai or train under a a uh, you know taijutsu master. Your training arc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to like learn. You know how to properly wield a blade, but on some real shit, especially in these cities with like hella gang violence, with like young males. Why the fuck isn't there a process to do like a legal 
non-lethal calling out of someone else that's like fucked you over instead of like revenge on the streets you can like legally challenge them to like even if it's as benign as a uh judged boxing you you know you have to put up the money for medical we need some jerry springer types to narrate it too absolutely yeah i mean let's sell it out man that'd be my favorite sport (laughs) it's, it's looking more and more like that anyways with like everyone just reaches for a gun so like i think if you got in a fist fight with somebody and even if the cops show up it's like unless someone's pressing charges or whatever yeah that you're kind of fucking they're like all right get the fuck out of here go home yeah you get assault charges and then they get dropped down to like uh like a misdemeanor assault a lot of time i did see something a vice did it a couple years back but in detroit there were a couple ex-gang members were pressing for uh like open legal paintball wars nice so like cops weren't pressing charges on certain neighborhoods where people were like doing drive-bys with paintball guns and it was like a way of letting like a you know, a steam valve on violence or whatever. Which yeah. It, it's cool, but it's really goofy and probably yeah. didn't do it's like, shit. If it but the works, idea is cool. If it yeah. works, fucking roll with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage more violence just in the right ways. Hmm. Another thought. It's an interesting perspective. A kid <laughs> gives a dad a birthday card. It's kind of like giving a gift to yourself. Because <laughs> 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 you made the kid and now he gives you stuff. It's like a, it's a nice little self- Self-looping that's, I cycle. mean, that's why we have kids, right? And that yeah. and for sustenance. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> someone's got to take care of the farm. That was just a little thought. All right. Are we on the final level of this? Dark, <laughs> the that was room? it. That was all that was. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of popped in my head. Just a little, just a little, uh, um, let me just toss in here how selfish it is to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Antinatalism. I, it really is, though. Most selfish shit ever. I don't understand why we don't shame people for their children. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's to be shamed for everybody. I think certain people should have kids and should bring more people into this world because you know they're gonna be good people when they grow up. Shouts out to Keith, and he's got a baby on the way. I don't know, Keith. I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> See you at D&D tomorrow. Yeah. And thank yeah, you see for everything you later, do. DM. Your, your session's going to suck next time. <laughs> it's going to kill all my characters. No, I, I mean it partially in jest, but I, I, my like true feeling on the matter is that it is selfish. And I don't yeah. think it's like bad for everyone to do, but I think... Yeah, selfish doesn't mean bad. I think that's... But it has the connotation of that for a reason. I, I think... I, th- I, I'm more pu- pushing that I think more people should consider it differently. Mm-hmm. That's all. I don't. Yeah. Th- I think it shouldn't be looked at as like an inherently good thing to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's something that you just inherently are supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Back to the dark room, and this is the one that we will cut out of the episode if we need to. So I'm going to put a little. <laughs> For the edit right there in case we need to splice this out. You're back in the dark room. It was all a dream. You're not allowed to eat the baby. You're going to starve. Mm-hmm. You have one. Now, I would like to see how you justify your answers, gentlemen. 
<laughs> I knew you were going here. I knew this, uh, was where, this is where this was going when you said this was level one. I knew because you gave that example. <laughs> Dude, say good old uh, internet a. philosophy. It's the uh, best. <clears throat> to, to be super clear, no we're way. putting a million hype. This is like pure internet. I don't know if we can leave this, this one in. Though. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> This is real fucked. This is, I mean, I'd be fine with it if I wasn't running a company. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually have some more controversial thoughts. Yeah, if I wasn't in charge of the place that I was in charge of, too. Like, that's another, it's like, I don't want to. Yeah, you guys were pretty brave before before we asked the question. I, I, my, my, the the link to the podcast is in my Instagram Mm. bio. And I frequently comment on my, my businesses. Uh, well, social well, media posts. Uh, yeah, I I had a feeling this was gonna happen. We'll, we'll cut it. Fucking Christ! <laughs> no, yeah, we can't, we can't right. do that. You can't leave that in. We'll make it resume episode. Let's, <laughs> like ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we we did in fact determine we could not put this in a podcast. <laughs> was that part of your shower thought? It was, and I felt really strange thinking it all. Like actually strange because I was thinking to myself. Why the fuck do I think about this shit? And, and like, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't help it. Like, I, I am like constantly wanting to like to. It's not even to like. <laughs> it's more you like I say I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Shut up! It's more like I want ways to prove other people are wrong. Like I don't even think I give up. That's it. It's out of spite. Yeah, and trying to get people into uncomfortable positions. To be clear, it, it that's something not, that Stephen fucking loves. Yeah, and to be super clear, it's nothing like that. Co- the question wasn't posed to you guys because I felt that way about you. But as a general, I find I find the ideas super interesting because to well, that's me, how you test morals. Yeah, and, and it's all word you know, games, philosophical like, f- um, you know, tenacity. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone sticking to what they say they believe is. Yeah, True. and if yeah, some no, no one's no one's leaving out of this conversation, like man, you know, we, we hang up the Skype call. I'm like, man, I wish I could Uber eats a baby right now. <laughs> Just- <laughs> and like, if if some loser on the internet wants to talk about like, <sighs> you know, when you talk to like a super normie with thin skin and a weak stomach, and they can't mm-hmm. like handle the idea of discussing something that could be bad. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're not doing something bad by discussing the idea of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I understand we all have like our own like versions of privacy or things we care about in our life that we want to protect, so we're not going to like have the full thing right now. But like the act of discussing wrong things is not the same as doing them. There's a creator online I really dislike, but his whole thing was. um like calling himself a pedophile and discussing very dark topics because it should not. And to be clear, I think he actually does do fucked up shit, mm-hmm. but his whole thing was like the, the act of purely just imagining things is not the same as doing them. And that the, those lines should be distinguished from better where mm-hmm. like, in a culture of like having things being taboo just because they are where we can't even discuss them anymore 
where we banned books from schools yeah. and shit. Like, yeah, there was a um really interesting. I forget who said it, but it's a, it's a thought that's like you want a leader who can understand the atrocities of the world, right? Like, you don't want somebody who can be like, I can't believe Nazi Germany did this. Exactly. You want somebody who understands like the depths of human nature to right. be prepared for it. To you know. Like, if you're shocked by something that's happening and uh, you're so appalled, but you have, like, no actual physical response because it's, like, so new to you and shakes you to your core, it's, like, you're not going to be a good leader in those situations. Yeah. You're not going to pull people together during, like, true hardship. And so, like, it's always good to have a leader that – and that's why, like, you know, really good people need to be dangerous or need to have that, you know, fucked up side of them. To count, you know, to counterbalance their experiences. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I think, especially in the the idea of just being able to come to grips with a decision, understanding what leads to what small, seemingly benign behavior leads to other behavior, uh, you know, more radicalized and, and violent behavior uh, in a bad way, like being able to. Like the example of like Nazi Germany of like looking at what happened there and then, you know, take a step back for a couple of dec- you know, a couple of years and then a couple of years before that. And like, what, what were these steps going to this that led it to this direction rather than like, that was bad and it shouldn't happen again. Okay. How do we prevent that? How do we look at that and dissect it and understand what happened? I think that's, that's important. And you're not going to get there if you don't think about it and do that legwork if we can't talk like because like you said humans are capable of everything Mm -hmm. no matter what fucked up or beautiful thing right you can imagine a person doing someone either has already currently is or will do it and if we can't discuss what the implications or what what those things mean then there's always going to be someone else who can justify them Right. If, we, if we can't understand why or why not, or why they're wrong, I don't know. You'll fall for anything. Yeah. I, I like fucked up shit. And I, I've recently found like a couple, a couple like moral, because cons- we talked about it in the last episode. I, I don't know if I actually care about any of it, but I like thinking about it. And I recently have been finding a couple things I'm morally inconsistent about. Or like, even if my decision could be consistent, I don't feel the way my decision is. Where like, I know what is the right decision or whatever, but I don't feel like it is. And I'm like trying to figure out why some of those things are that way. Yeah. I think the biggest one with like your, my morals that don't reflect or don't, show in my my actions is like the veganism thing like we've talked about that before we're like morally it would make sense that i would be vegan but but yeah we concluded we were inconsistent now yeah you are opening a can of worms right at the end because yeah. me and john were we'll, we'll keep us super brief and get out of here me and john talked about it a decent amount uh just for fun on vacation mm-hmm. and my fallback to the argument is is Yes, I am being morally inconsistent in a sense, but if I truly believe I am just an animal, even though 
that even though my actions are morally consistent, I don't give a fuck because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And like, I can try to strive to be better or whatever, but a greater animal really shouldn't be all that concerned about the suffering of a smaller animal. Which is very contrary mm-hmm. to how I feel in life. Right. I, I love yeah. my cats. That's that's the one is like it, it's, I can get behind the idea of eating meat in general. It's the institutionalized, like weird, like the slaughterhouse behavior that's really fucked up and like the way that that's handled it. It's not It's that, not in the way that it, a lot of people are, you know, led to that, believe where it's like, oh, you're just going to kill a cow and you're going to do this. And it's like it's a fucking factory. But if you go down – I know John – is probably super familiar with this, but if you go down that specific debate line of mm-hmm. it's just the the nature of how we kill them is wrong, mm-hmm. there's so many logic inconsistencies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I know you know, too. It's yeah. a, it, I, I agree with you, though, too, but it's like... It's like, well, that's I the mean, part... That, that's really the part that bothers me the most, and it's, it's still like, I... I, I still just bought some steak not long ago. Like, it's yeah. it's just it happens. John, I did go to a vegan dinner tonight, so that was cool. Nice, nice. John, I have the, I have a cl- a palate cleanser question. Well, yeah, you don't give lie. us the palate cleanser right after, but give us the, okay. the final word. Like, where would you? What would your reply on consumption of animal meat is acceptable because we are animals? Not that it is not immoral. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like an argument for nature, like saying, hey, it's natural that this has happened. But um, sure. just because something's natural doesn't mean it's good. Agreed. Um, but so I'm, like, I'm accepting it's wrong, but it's natural. Yeah, so I would say that you are, I, I would say that you A know that you are morally, <laughs> no, you, you know that you're morally wrong, but you yeah. are um, turning against it. It's just like morally choosing it's like choosing something you know is wrong. Reference. Yeah. Um, like, like it could be with like anything that you don't believe in and you, or anything. You, it's like choosing something you don't believe in as the right choice and you make that. And then the question is like more what would correct you from that? Maybe it's like years of guilt or maybe you don't feel any guilt. But like people still make I mean, I make wrong decisions. Bad decisions. Moral, yeah, moral yeah. misjudgments all the time. And I, but I try to listen to my consciousness to like steer that over time, right? There are some things I still mess up, you know, regularly. But I think that's part of the human experience, right? It's like um, when I found out about veganism, it took me like a couple years to like, like I didn't like eating meat and I felt bad against it, about, um, having animal products. And, you know, I accidentally bought a sweater that I realized was alpaca the other day. And I, I was excited because it was on sale and then I didn't even know what the fuck it was made out of. And I'm like, ah, you know what? But like. <laughs> it's a nice way to, I like to, I like how you frame that. I, I can, I feel that that has more of an emotional appeal to me than how hmm. most people answer that question. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. We all make uh, like what we would consider not the right choice. And you kind of let your conscious guide you over time. And, mm. you know, maybe there will be a moment where you feel like, hey, I got to stop doing this. The way I feel as like a vegan advocate is just letting people know it's not morally acceptable um, and letting them wrestle with mind. it. It's like, okay, now you know it's it's your choice now at this point. I'm not going yeah. to beg you. I'm not going to like, you know, plead and all that stuff. But it's like, 
we had the conversation. You agree with the follow through and the logic. I haven't been proven um, or nobody has come to me with something as convincing. I would love to eat meat. I think it tastes great, right? But nobody has said anything to me convincing enough to like make it morally acceptable. So that's just where I am in my journey. Join the dark side. (laughs) Eat a McRib. (laughs) It's back. (laughs) I feel that argument, I think, more than more than most because i don't know i think i think it's mostly like a me thing but like sometimes i can feel those emotions or feeling but for the most part i just at the nature of like who i am it just nothing matters so why should that i think like you said maybe with time like some of my uh, moral preferences over time have evolved and changed and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a time where where I do feel differently. So that's interesting. All yeah. right, give us give us the palate cleanser, and we'll we'll call it. Okay, there. Ricardo, mm-hmm. I have been making um, all kinds <laughs> of food. Stephen knows where this is yeah. going, and I have a stainless steel pan. Okay, okay. it's not anti stick, but right. everything sticks to this motherfucker. I don't all care how those much oil. babies keep getting stuck to my <laughs> pans. Shit. Okay, because you pour oil, right? And then it gets absorbed into the food and then it fucking burns the bottom of the goddamn thing. Yeah. And I hate cleaning that shit. And I was wondering, for all the moms out there listening to our podcast, <laughs> how the fuck do you cook something <laughs> doesn't stick to the fucking pan? Um, the first thing you want to do is take that stainless steel pan and throw it directly into the oh, trash. fuck. <laughs> That's the first thing you want to do. Uh, but what the fuck do you cook on? No, no, I get, I get that there are there are definitely ways to cook um, cleanly with a stainless steel pan. So it takes effort. It takes time. Um, can I guess? Are you using an electric stovetop? I'm using gas. You're using gas. Okay, that does make it a little bit easier to, at least in my Not experience, <laughs> it's easier to understand the temperature where you're you're sitting at. You understand the, the you can see the flame. You can understand the temperature where you're at a little bit easier. Yeah, it's easier to control. Yeah. Whereas electric, um, especially with like mine, my stove's old as fuck. It's got like four settings. It's low, three, two, or high. Mm. And that's or off. And that that's must be frustrating in. for you. It absolutely is. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, luckily I have the experience. I can learn and figure out like what's going on and like what my temperatures are. But, but you're a pro. My my advice um, is stainless is garbage. Uh, <sighs> if it's different, if it's if it's something like a stock pot or like a soup thing or something where it's like liquid mostly that you're putting in it where it's not going to like burn and stick to your fucking pan yeah if you're trying to like you know pan fry something a lot of stuff yeah dude like nah homie get you okay. first of all get you a wok get you anything that's like um, okay. like tea fowl is a brand i trust that's uh for like a good like non-stick pan okay um, what what is um you know the Teflon material, or whatever the hell that yeah, is, yeah, that yeah. kills you and kills everybody. Um, what, so what the way the way I understand it is, it's like it's not. They don't make it with that anymore. Um, they right. use like a ceramic or something like that. That's a little bit different. They just got, yeah. had to pay out ten billion in court for, for the forever chemical shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not. It's not made with the the. Uh, bulletproof vest material anymore um <laughs> okay they're just easier to clean that's that's what i recommend and that's that's one i for is all 
for mostly what you're going to be making, I, I I would assume, especially if you have an, uh, a gas stove, dude, get a wok. Okay. Get like a nice yeah, make a like ton a, of fried rice. Oh, like dude, dude you need a fucking wok. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one you need a, a wok, and if if you you know a rice cooker or just like a nice like you know uh, um like vertical wall stock pot. That's all you need in life. Okay. Okay. I have a, I have the rice cooker down. I just yeah. But I use day old rice for the uh, as you should. Yeah. I mean, you know, use use whatever fucking rice. If you need to make rice and you want, you know, fried rice tonight, don't let fucking Uncle Roger tell you you need to wait for every day, old man. Just fucking make you some fried rice. Oh, well, Phil, I I have to say, my palate is feeling cleansed. That was a hell of a <laughs> cool down. Uh, was, this was really fun. I'm glad we could get something uh, something in with all of us. And or John, I've been telling Ricky, as soon as you finish the album, man, we we gotta have to do an episode. If you're up for it to play the full album and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that'd be dope. It. Yeah, man. It's, 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 none of us are talking. We just, we do the intro. Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. And then it starts. Bam. And then we turn off the microphones. Dude, I think that would be so cool. <laughs> and let it go for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we say. Well, um, we calling it a night? Yeah, I, I think, think so. that's going to be all for us. Yeah. Fucking uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. And uh, thank you to John, Approaching Human, for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Yes. Thanks, John. Hey, no John, problem. you want to shout out anything, any socials or anything you want? Yeah, I have a honorable mention. Don't cut me off here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what are we shouting out? Animal Collective has uh, remastered their first album, Spirit They've Gone, Spirit They've Vanished, and... That did a fantastic job. Been listening to it a lot. So fuck hell yeah. Listen to that. What's do you have an, a name for your album yet? Do you want? Oh, yes, um, I'm naming it Beasts Will Rust. Ooh, nice. And I'll, I'll show you the album art later. Or it's pretty fucking tight. Fuck it's gonna yeah. be dope, man. I'm so excited. That, I'm still thinking about the the last song you, the last song you were working on that has all the change ups that I really liked. I'm so excited for this album. Man. Yeah, it was so, pretty funny. He was like, you better incorporate that in the song. I'm like, don't worry, that's the title track. Don't, yeah. don't worry, that's actually the quintessential purpose of the album. <laughs> and he was like, thank the, God, holy shit. So some of funny. the the uh, songs that we listened to that you, you shared to me, are those are going to be on the album? Um, is it the private SoundCon link I gave you? Yes. I think yeah, some that's were That's almost some entirely. Weren't. Dope. Fuck yeah. I think a couple of them were older, but... M- some of them. I can send you an updated list. All right. I, I got oh, the yeah. uh, mixing and mastering down. engineer uh, lined up who is fantastic. So um, I started a SoundCloud so I can listen to your music. I know. The Brother Lynch hung uh, yeah. <laughs> one day challenge that I made. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so I got a mixing and mastering engineer. Um, I'm mixing and mastering it myself mostly, and I like it, but this guy is doing a lot of, like, um, he's really detail-oriented with, like, panning and all kinds of stuff that would take me forever to do, and he's cheap enough that's, like, definitely worth it. So um, A little extra magic. Yeah, it would be good. Um, some people pride in, like, hey, I mix and master this my whole self, but, like, um, I'm trying to take ego out of the equation and just trying to make a good product and a good sound, so... Hopefully, yeah. um, that's going to be dope. Makes it nice. Um, I'm thinking about realistically releasing it in March, which would include um, a few music videos and like a whole album, um, like a visual album on YouTube. So the work will be done pretty much by August, September. So like all the, all the, al- all the album work will be music. finished. Yeah. 
but um nice. i'll take some time to polish it up and add some teasers and stuff like that. R- wrap it in a nice bow and- yeah absolutely yeah. so stay tuned trash cats all right let's get out of Ooh, here folks yeah that's gonna be all for us today yeah. stay classy eat trashy go fast eat trash yeah.